It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Zach Blackerby here with you. Uh, you know, we got a ton of new listeners stretched throughout the Locked On Podcast Network with um, with Tegna, the company Tegna, buying the Locked On Podcast Network a few weeks ago. And uh, I just want to say thank you. Uh, officially welcome. And of course, uh, welcome back to all of uh, our faithful listeners over the last several years. Always appreciate chatting with you. And, and all in all, a, a really good weekend for Auburn Athletics outside of baseball. Nope, nope, didn't mean that. Outside of basketball with that um, that really bad performance against LSU, everything else is really positive. So we're going to talk a lot of football today, and then we'll wrap up the show talking baseball with the co-host of my radio show, my real job, my quote-unquote real job, <laughs> if you want to call radio a real job. But uh, Lindsey Crosby, co-host of Auburn Oplaga this morning, will join us. We're going to talk a little bit of baseball at the end of the show today. But first things first... We got to talk about the biggest story for Auburn this weekend, in my opinion, outside of Charles Barkley's birthday. By the way, Charles Barkley's birthday was Saturday. Michael Pappas' birthday was Sunday. So um, which one's bigger? You let me know. But Dylan Brooks committed to Auburn, the 6'5", outside linebacker. 247 has him listed at 250. ESPN has him listed at 225. Uh, 250 looks very believable when you look at his tape, but... Uh, of course, he played at Hanley, down in Roanoke, Alabama, and this kid can flat out play. ESPN has him ranked as their number 18 player in their class. He was signed with Tennessee, and then we all know the dumpster fire that Tennessee became over the last several weeks with the recruiting violations and the the report that came out in regards to them paying recruits with putting money in McDonald's bags, and so... Obviously, a lot of their players wanted out, both uh, guys that signed with them and guys that had been playing with them for a few seasons. And so he was one of those. And it was weird how long it took for Tennessee to let him out of his um, his letter of intent. And you saw a report come out that it was like, okay, is... Okay, you saw Tennessee say, okay, well, you can leave, just you got to leave the SEC. And then I think they realized how bad of an idea that was. <laughs> like, okay, you can go anywhere. And of course, he signed with the Auburn Tigers, and I think that is um, it's a huge deal. And a lot of people saw this coming, and it, it makes sense. It seemed like Dylan Brooks really wanted to be at Auburn, and uh, props to uh, him for finding a way and being patient. He was never really outspoken or disrespectful. He, he, he kind of bided his time. And ultimately, he's where he wants to be. I love this kid because of his versatility. Listed as an outside linebacker, but he can play with his hand on the ground or with him standing up. Very versatile, and it's going to be awesome in this multiple front that Auburn appears to be shifting to under Derek Mason. I think you could see this guy as a 4-3 defensive end or a 3-4 outside linebacker. I don't know if he's quite big enough. If he is a true 250, like 247 says... 
then maybe you could see him as a 3-4 defensive end, but you definitely could see him as a 3-4 outside linebacker and a 4-3 defensive end. So I'm excited. I'm really, really excited about this guy. I don't know how much of an impact he's going to be able to have as a freshman. I don't know how instant that impact is, but we'll have to see. But the big story here, I, I think this goes bigger than Dylan Brooks. And let me explain. Auburn with the addition of Brooks in this class, the 2021 class, they're now ranked 20th in the 247 class rankings. And sure, you, you want Auburn to be better. I, I believe they're 8th in the conference, 20th in their cl- in, in, you know in the country. And you want Auburn to be better than that. And Auburn wants Auburn to be better than that, obviously. But when you look at the criticism whether it was throughout the Southeast or AL.com or he got some region, uh, some national attention, but most of it was regional or specific to, to AL.com with Goodman's article just kind of bashing Harson. When you look at what he took over from a recruiting class standpoint, I think Auburn as a program is fine. But when you look at what he was able to take over, I think you got to look at it and say, this turnaround has been pretty incredible. And it's crazy the impact that one guy like Dylan Brooks has. But a big part of it is they've got 18 guys in this class. It's just a volume thing. And so, I mean, if they were able to get all the way up to their number of 25 or whatever, it looks totally different. But you look at this now with where Auburn was a few months ago and then, you know, the day that Malzahn got fired. I think we all would have taken this. You know what I mean? This has been an incredible turnaround, and you're not going to see any level of accountability to the folks that called out Harson and criticized him wrongfully because recruiting is a, is a marathon. It is not a sprint. And Harson and his coaching staff did whatever they could to, um, to, to really adjust and see everything, um, see everything through to this current point because what a win. What a win for the Tigers. And Harson did something else this weekend that really, really stood out to me. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest place to place your sports wagers on the internet. Football's over, but the NBA is not. College basketball is not. The NHL uh, is in full swing. And then baseball is right around the corner. Uh, when you look at uh, the MLB with pitchers and catchers reporting throughout the league, BetOnline even covers award show, TV shows, reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. So, head over to their website, betonline.ag. You can use your mobile device, you can use your desktop, whatever. And use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Put $100 in, you get an extra 50 Put 200 bucks in, you get an extra 100 that's an awesome deal. It's a great deal. BetOnline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON. That's at BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. 
something that Brian Harson did over the weekend that really, really impressed me. And a lot of you may have seen it, didn't think anything of it. And a lot of you may hear me talk about it and say, okay, yeah, whatever. And that's fine. But I think, to me, and I already had this feeling, but I think it just shows that he really gets it. He really gets what Auburn is. And this was cool to me. All right, so on his Instagram, Coach Brian Harson, he posted a picture of him at one of our local restaurants. Uh, he's at Byron's. He and, one of, he and his son, they're at Byron's. He said, found one of the best spots in Auburn for conversation, and then in parentheses, and breakfast at Byron's Barbecue. Can't beat the quality of life and the great people in Auburn. Thank you, Glenn Gulledge. Hashtag culture. Hashtag War Eagle. That, to me, I don't know. It, it kind of gives me a little bit of chills. And I know a lot of Auburn fans, they spent four years at Auburn. They had to move away. And, like, obviously, you're going to grab a lot of it and hold on to it. But for the local Auburn folks, the folks that live here, that's a huge deal. I thought that was really, really cool. And you didn't really see a whole lot of that with Gus. And I know it's different. He's like trying to, you know, I mean, Gus came in and he had already kind of had the love of the fan base. It's a different situation. I know apples and oranges, but that really, really stuck out to me. And I think a lot of Auburn folks and a lot of local business owners are really, really going to respect that because he gets it. That post to me said a whole, whole lot. As a guy that works at a local Auburn company, a local Auburn business, a family-owned business in Auburn, it means a ton to me. It absolutely means a ton to me. Um, Staying on the topic of Auburn social media, a few weeks ago, Auburn released a new social page. Um, It's Auburn Strength on Twitter. And I was kind of wondering what they were going to do with that because they post, they still post all of like the hype workout videos from their main account, from the Auburn football account or Auburn Tigers account. So I'm like, what are they going to use this for? And they tweeted out on the 20th, so Saturday, Iron Men of the Week, Smoke Monday and Elijah Canyon, work hard, does not go unnoticed. Congratulations on a great week of training. So they're going to use this to keep us posted and to reward the guys that are working out hard throughout the offseason. I love that. I think that's awesome. And uh, two great guys to give it to the first time that they do this. Smoke Monday, I don't think that surprises anybody. You know, everything that you hear about this guy is how good of a teammate he is and how well-liked he's in the locker room. And usually, usually that translates to working hard on the field and in the weight room because you're seen as this leader you got to do as I do and do as I say in a situation like Smoke Monday. So that one's not surprising. Uh, but Elijah Canyon, we've already, you know, we talked over the last few weeks, like is what Elijah Canyon did in the bowl game, is that something that we can expect moving forward? And we did the whole overrated, underrated thing, well, I guess two Fridays ago, and we all thought that his bowl performance was a little overrated, but... Maybe this says something. Maybe he's using that game as positive momentum and saying, hey, new coaching staff, new offense, new wide receivers coach. I mean, everything about his position is totally new, total reset. And by the way, 
all the positions are wide open. Sure, Capers and Hudson and uh, Shedrick Jackson have more experience than you, but not really, like not by a lot. And so he's taking advantage of it. That's what this means to me. And so as of right now, he's a guy to watch. When you look at, you know, you, you got to think there's going to be a big three at the receiving core. Three guys are going to step above everybody else. Maybe we should just assume Canyon's on his way to being a part of that. And it, honestly, like if it was Capers, Canyon, and Hudson being the, you know, the, the smaller guy in the middle, would that surprise you? It wouldn't surprise me, but you, you, you know, we talked with, you know, we talked with Eli Stove and he talked about Shedrick Jackson and it's like, okay, where does he fit into all of this? But Canyon to me, that's a big deal. I think that's a big deal and I'm excited for him. Am I overreacting to this? Let me know. I'm on Twitter at Z Blackerby. You're, you can uh, let me know in the Discord. And if you're not in the Discord, we had a lot of folks join over the weekend. We were talking about the Auburn baseball game live and the Auburn basketball game live and all that in the Discord. Check it out. We've got over 200 Auburn fans, 200 listeners of this show um, chatting pretty much around the clock. So you can just kind of hop in a conversation whenever you want. Really, really check it out. I'll put the link to how you can join in the episode description or uh, I, I tweeted it out from my uh, my page over the weekend so you can check that out as well today's show brought to you by our friends at built bar we love built bar on the show we love built bar in the blackerby household and a lot of you guys send me texts and uh, you can text the show 205-502-4285 but so many of you are like thank you for turning me on the built bar um, and and something that a lot of you happen to say and it's funny because I say it on the show as well but it's like you order them for yourself and then like your spouse finds them and they're like, my wife loves them too. And I'm like, that's awesome. That's great. And they've got a ton of uh, amazing flavors. Um, they're kind of incorporating more white chocolate, but all their bars are covered 100% in chocolate. But some of them now have white chocolate covering and <laughs> it looks so good. I haven't ordered any yet, but I really want to. They're all soft and easy to chew. We've all had protein bars that are super chalky or super chewy. And it's like, you just kind of got to get in the mind frame to like, I got to get this down. This isn't like it. It really is a protein bar that looks and tastes like a candy bar. It's delicious. Head over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off. That's at BuiltBar.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. We're now joined by, uh, I think it's going to be a, a regularly scheduled thing, if you're okay with it. Lindsey Crosby, my co-host of Auburn Opal, I got this morning, every weekday morning on News Talk, WANI. Man, how great was it? for college baseball to be back, specifically Auburn baseball, back on the plates. I really didn't realize how much I had missed it until first pitch on Friday afternoon, and my son comes, my two-year-old comes running into the room, baseball! I'm like, yes, buddy, it's back. I didn't realize how much I had missed it until you noticed it was back. Yeah, I mean, so it's just something about it being, you know, a Friday afternoon and you turn on a baseball game. I just, you get home from work, you turn it on, and it, yeah, it, there's just nothing else like it. It is absolutely the best background noise ever invented. Yeah. You know, even if like, even if it's a game you don't care about, just having it on in the background, just is comforting. I, I love it. 
Yeah, yeah, the sounds of baseball are very, very relaxing. So Auburn got things going. Three-game series against Presbyterian. Presbyterian did not make it easy in that final game, but Auburn is able to pull off the sweep. Let's go in order here. Uh, A lot of talk about Richard Fitz and what he would look like, but he didn't get the Friday start. The Bull, Greenhill got the start, and there was a lot of conversation of, okay, this is his first time kind of getting a start in this situation. What's he going to look like? All in all, I was pretty impressed with him. Yeah, I think he did exactly what you'd expect him to do his first start at Auburn. You know, he he struggled a little bit with the second time through the order, but he went in there. He had good enough command. He had the speed on his fastball. His breaking pitches was making guys swing and miss. Ended up six strikeouts over five innings. Only gave up three hits, uh, three runs. Only two of those were earned. So really like what we saw. Obviously, he's not in midseason form, but as far as a first start beginning of the season, exactly what you expected. He performed exactly like we thought he would. So you mentioned he he struggled a little bit the second time through the order. When, when you watched it, did you think that was more of a stamina thing because he's used to only having to pitch, you know, trying to get six outs or something like that? Or do you think it was more of, okay, he was having to go through the order a second time and he's he's used to having to need less stuff? And so after they saw it the first time, they were able to adjust more the second time through the lineup. Some of both, neither of those things. Zach, you're a moron. <laughs> Which one is that? <laughs> uh, probably probably about 70-30. Most of it, I feel like, was just stamina. He just wasn't used to going five innings in a game. You know, he, he did seem to have lost a little bit of the control on some of his breaking pitches, just weren't quite exactly where he wanted them, but they were close enough, and it was good enough to get the job done, we saw. And his fastball seemed to be a tick or two slower as he got through that second time through the rotation. And I think it's just, like you said, he's just having to do this for the first time uh, you know, to go out there four or five innings. The hardest part is going out there pitching, sitting down like we did for 15, 20 minutes while the offense is just scoring runs on runs on runs yeah. and then having to get back up and go back out there. I think it's definitely uh, not an issue to be concerned about long term. Sure. All right, so game two now, and Auburn would end up winning the series with this, largely due to, I mean, they they had some 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 fire off the bats, but... Richard Fitz, so aggressive. He was really, really fun to watch on Saturday. Yeah, five innings of only one hit ball. You know, he faced 17 batters and struck out six of them. And really, he is the one that was that was showing the pinpoint command of the breaking pitches, really was getting guys to just either completely swing and miss or turn over on it and hit a weak grounder to third. Uh, was really impressive just seeing what he could do out there. And it's something that for that guy to be your Saturday starter, is terrifying because that means that Auburn's staff thinks that Cody Greenhill is that good where he gets to go second behind – or he gets to go in front of Fitz. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also do want to point out the bullpen. You know, the, the bullpen came in four shutout innings from four different relievers. They really came, you know, came up there and said, we're going to make sure that he gets this win. We're not going to give Presbyterian any breathing room, and they just shut down Presbyterian the rest of the night. So, and that's kind of a Butch Thompson special early in the season in the non-conference. Just give all these pitchers reps, and you know this is how you kind of earn playing time, or maybe you earn that you know that Tuesday afternoon start is by performing in these kind of situations. We've seen that in the past. I'm sure we'll see it at some point throughout this season as well. So you got to love that. 
And then, honestly, yesterday's game, Sunday's game, I didn't get to watch any of it. I listened about 10 minutes of it on the radio. I really know very little about what happened other than it went to 10 innings and it took you know that extra inning for Auburn to win it. Kind of take us through what the issues were offensively. and It seems like pitching was fine. It was one-to-one going into the uh, the 10th. So it seems like pitching was good. What happened offensively? Yeah, pitching was great. Our issue for some reason is we just couldn't get balls to fall. You know, we only had eight total hits, uh, but when we did, they were very isolated. It was a single here. It was a single there. We couldn't string together consecutive hits. And then we had a lot of guys making solid contact, hard contact, but you know, just where the right fielder could come in and, and scoop one off the deck or the center fielder could, you know, could, could chase it down to the shortstop could get it in the hole and get it to first. So a lot of solid contact, nothing to be too worried about. Okay. Uh, just bad luck for a day. Um, and then honestly, good defense from Presbyterian. We saw on Friday night and Saturday afternoon, they struggled a little bit. They, they played a little better on Sunday. Uh, just defensively keeping the ball in front of them, getting the easy plays made, and definitely made Auburn work for it. Offensively, was there a, a batter that stood out to you? I know Judd Ward. He was, um, I mean, he's he he was great in the two games that I got to watch. Bliss had his moments, of course, as expected. Who stood out to you offensively this weekend? If I'm looking at it for the whole weekend, it's definitely got to be Judd Ward. Judd Ward came in, you know transferred in, didn't have a chance to play last year. And you could tell he just really wanted to to get out there and let everybody know how good he was. Even on Sunday, didn't have any hits on Sunday, was 0 for 3, but drew two walks. Just really battled in all of his at-bats, really made a point of making the pitchers work, got on base, showed off his speed a little bit, and really just gave it, that offense a spark and got it going. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be fun to watch this year. Hey, man, thank you so much for hopping on uh, just for a few minutes to chat a little Auburn baseball. Where can people find you uh, on Twitter and in the Discord and in other places? Twitter on the, and on the Discord, it's at Auburn Baker. Love it. Thank you so much, my friend. That is Lindsey Crosby. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. Charlie Five will join us for a Charlie Tuesday. And we'll talk about a whole lot of other things, Auburn recruiting, Auburn football, There's no telling with him. There's no telling. So be sure to tune in tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.